Who are the biggest winners and losers from week nine of the NFL season? All that more in this episode of the Lockdown Dynasty Football Podcast. You are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Marcus Mosher and Kate Madjuke. Today's episode of Locked On Dynasty is presented by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. You pick two to five players, and if they score more or less than their Prize Picks projections, you can win up to 10 times your money back on your entry. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on that's prizepicks.com promo code locked on welcome into the locked on dynasty football podcast everybody i am kate Majuk, senior content creator over at the gaming society i am joined by my good friend marcus mosher you can find his content over at pro football focus where he's helping you win lots of money but together we are here to help you win the ultimate dynasty championship Please hit that subscribe button. Go follow us on YouTube. Help us uh, get the word out. It, it helps us a lot when you leave us uh, some nice things in the comments. We, we appreciate it. Marcus, we had a wild week nine. It was a fun week of football. It was not the best game slate, but there was a lot of interesting action. Yeah, I, the early afternoon slate was awesome. We had, what, eight games going on at one time. And then the the... Late afternoon games, absolutely terrible. And then we had a really fun Sunday night football game that got me excited about football again, Kate. So um, I just wanted to run through some quick winners from Sunday. We don't have to spend a lot of time on this. Uh, I, we have to mention Joe Mixon, right? I mean, whenever you score five touchdowns on 26 touches, we, we got to mention you, 22 carries for 153 yards, four touchdowns, four receptions for 58 yards, and a touchdown. It's always nice when you have to, it's always a good sign for that player's stat line when you have to take a big breath in between. This was his first 100-yard rushing game uh, of the season. Uh, Last week against the Browns, he had 27 rushing yards. Uh, Listen, he was fantastic. If you had him in your lineup, I guarantee you that you won. I want to see the team that lost with Joe Mixon in their starting lineup. But uh, (laughs) I, I just this doesn't change anything for us going forward. Like he's going to be a up and down, low end RB one probably the rest of the way. I mean, this is probably a moment where, like, if you're in rebuild mode and you still have Joe Mixon sitting on your bench, this is a prime opportunity mm-hmm. to go to uh, you know some of those teams in win now mode, tout your Joe Mixon shares. Uh, you know, point point to that five touchdown performance. We know that. There's plenty of upside here. We we know that there's you know plenty of of valleys too. So I, I think you know if if you're in a win now mode, this is your the best opportunity you're going to have all season to trade him. All right, that's enough on Joey Mixon. Seriously, because I don't feel like there's a takeaway here. Like he had an awesome game. He's been pretty blah before this. You're not because he's the older running back. You're not trading a lot for him if you're in rebuild mode. If you're in win now mode, obviously you're going to keep him and you're going to start him every week. That's just kind of the takeaway. He had a great game, fantastic game. Yeah. All right. All right. Yep. Can we move That's on it. to the some fun storylines? I, 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 actually, we could do the whole, whole show on just one game, but let's talk about Miami Dolphins against Chicago Bears. Uh, let's start with the Dolphins side, and then we'll we'll touch on Chicago. Tua, man. 21 of 30, 302 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions. Uh, I, 
he's been awesome this year from not only a fantasy perspective, but also in real life. Like he's been so good for the Dolphins. So far uh, through at least the Sunday slate here, uh, two is leading the league in NFL passer rating. He's just absolutely crushing it when he's in the lineup and healthy. We see that uh, there are not a lot of quarterbacks that can compete. Like, imagine if the dolphins had uh, played some defense yesterday, like that could have been, uh, they, they might've surpassed the point total on their own because the, the dolphins just keep continuing to score. I mean, to a almost 2000 passing yards, 15 touchdowns, three interceptions just looks like, like a solid, solid veteran out there. Um, and, and, Really, you're starting to see that effect and that that investment in these top wide receivers pay off. Um, now, for fantasy, what do we do with two? I mean, leads the the league in yards per attempt. Like I said, leads the league in NFL passer rating. Mm-hmm. He's getting the job done. He's producing uh, two of the most uh, powerful fantasy wide receivers yep. in the NFL right now. Um, but what do we do with Tua? Because I feel like. Uh, not a ton of people are fully bought in in the most recent uh, batch of Dynasty ADP. Uh, to us, that is quarterback 11. Quarterback 11, which feels feels low. He's behind Deshaun Watson. Uh, we've got Trevor Lawrence, QB8. I'll take Tua over oh, Trevor Lawrence. All day. Yep. Um, how about Deshaun Watson, QB9? Yes. Okay. Dak Prescott, QB10. I'll take Tua. Okay. Um, Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, Matthew Stafford, Derek Carr, no contest. Guys. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I got some stats for you, right? If you just remove that one game that he got hurt against the Bengals, right, on Thursday Night Football, he is averaging in the other six games 311 passing yards per game and like two and a half touchdowns a game, 15 passing touchdowns, two interceptions, almost 71% completion percentage, 9.3 yards per attempt. And the Dolphins are 6-0. Like, this isn't a fluke. Like, it's just not. Like, we can debate whether he's, like, actually good and how much the system is helping him because it all it's clear. Like, Kyle Shanahan, Mike McDaniel's offense helps quarterback. And it, they use a ton of play action. But he is legitimately playing well and is producing massive fantasy numbers. And with all their weapons they have, I, I don't see it changing anytime soon. You're just not going to be able to slow down those two receivers. Tua is a locked in QB one the rest of the way. And honestly, I don't think I don't see anything changing. I, I think it could get better, right? The further he's removed from the concussions, the better the offensive line gets, which it will get better because they've had some injuries. I He's a QB one the rest of the way, without a doubt. Yep. Uh, ranks sixth in fantasy points per game right now. He's ahead of Kyler Murray. Kirk Cousins, Justin Herbert, like these are all quarterbacks that, you know, we had ranked fairly high, uh, you know, surpassing Russell Wilson by a mile here Uh, like this. I mean, Marcus, he's he's looking good. Uh, I think the you know, probably the most interesting part here, too, is that he's really getting it done without the rushing production. And I like I I think that. Tua, I always thought, you know, he was a, a fairly interesting prospect because I think he he's had the ability uh, and he, you know, he can occasionally turn on the wheels. But I mean, he's done all of that with just 35 rushing yards on the season. Like, 
Whew. Give me that. It's incredible. Uh, and those receivers, I mean, we don't need to tell you this, but they're, I mean, both Cash those guys. Are, yeah. Wide receiver ones the rest of the way. Tyreek Hill, like, legitimately has a chance to finish with the most receiving yards in NFL history in, in a single season. And with the way, and it's not like he's getting a million targets either. Yesterday he had eight targets. Okay. Okay. He had seven catches for 143 yards on a touchdown on eight targets. I mean, that's, what's beautiful about this offense is how efficient it is. Uh, currently Jalen Waddle wide receiver five in dynasty ADP uh, Tyree kill wide receiver 13. That's Low. below Stefan Diggs, Drake London, Michael Pittman, Debo Samuel, T Higgins, where would you uh, slot Tyreek Hill in? He's 28 uh, years old, but I mean, no, no sides of slowing down, man. No, and he's got he's got a really good coach. He's got a quarterback that knows how to get him the ball. And we've just seen Tyreek Hill through his entire career be really consistent and really productive. So, like, are you kidding me with Michael Pittman as like <laughs> ahead of him? There's no way. There's just no way that you're you're taking Michael Pittman. Yeah, and I like. I mean, I think if you're, uh, you know, valuing Drake London, I I think there's so much potential there for Drake London. But you know, in the the meantime, until this offense gets, uh, you know, its its receivers on straight, I don't think there's any way we can no. look at Drake London as a top ten wide receiver. I mean, it, same with Kyle Pitts. Like, I, I don't know how we can responsibly. Ooh. Uh, never oh, heard of him. Yeah. Never I'm heard of Mariota, him. Apparently. Yeah. I, like how can we responsibly continue to rank Kyle Pitts as the tight end one? How can we responsibly rank Drake London in the top 10? It's literally based on upside and not much else from a field. Per- I'm not saying it's not a, a bad, it's not a good time to trade for Kyle Pitts. Like he's going to figure it out. He's a generational tight end. Am I saying that, I don't value Drake London. Absolutely not. But should we really be valuing his his age over a wide receiver one, a perennial wide receiver one who's uh, probably going to have his best season yet? No, I don't think we should be. I 100% agree. Um, let's talk about the bear side of things, Kate. But before we do that, we wanted to tell you about our friends over at Prize Picks. How does it work? All you have to do is pick two to five players, and if they score more or less than the prize pick projection, you win. And you can win up to 10 times your money on any entry. No competing against other people. It's just you versus the projections available. Prize picks offers projections on just about any sport that you watch. That includes, are you ready? NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, PGA, college football, men's college basketball, Women's college basketball, soccer, WNBA, esports, NASCAR, tennis, MMA, boxing, disc golf, Euro basketball, cricket, and more. It's a mouthful. Uh, entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It is that easy. They are currently operational in over 30 states and in Canada. All you have to do is download the Prize Pick app or go to prizepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on. If you deposit 100, prize picks will give you 100. If you deposit 50, prize picks will give you 50. It's it's really that simple. Again, go download prize picks today and use promo code locked on. All right, Kate, let's talk about uh, the Bears side of things. Justin Fields, um, would you like to go first? I mean, he is a, a record breaking kind of quarterback. There's not much else to say. So I, I think 
we're having a, uh, a very interesting turn in Justin Fields career. You're starting to see all of that potential that we saw coming out of Ohio state. They're finally unlocking him in his rush game, the, the rushing upside, that potential, um, 173 rushing yards. Are you kidding me? Justin Fields? Like, I, I think we're, we're really seeing the, the tides turn, but I also think we're seeing a, um, uh, sorry, 178, 173 was Michael Vick's previous record. Yes. Justin Fields beat Michael Vick's previous record, y'all. Now, the interesting thing is that we're still not seeing a ton of volume in the passing game, but he doesn't need it, right? Like over the last four games, hasn't exceeded 190 passing yards a single time. In fact, he's uh, seen a decrease in his passing yards every single week since week five, but he's the QB one in that span. And it's because of all the work he's doing on the ground. Um, I have to imagine that from a fantasy perspective, Justin Fields is a quarterback one rest of season just on rushing upside alone. But I think I'm still a little bit cautious uh, in his prospects long-term in terms of his, his long-term value with this team. I, 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 I want to see him develop a little bit more as a passer before I'm all ready to, go all in and buy in Marcus. The reason why I'm not concerned about it is because I think we saw this exact same thing play out last year and we weren't worried about it. Uh, Look at the numbers. Kate. If you compare Jalen Hurts's year two compared to Justin Fields year two, they are almost identical last year. Hertz was out, had a passer rating of 87. Justin Fields has a passer rating of 86. Uh, J- Jalen Hurts was averaging, I'm looking at now, 52 rushing yards a game. Jalen Hurts is at 67. Both guys were averaging 7.1 yards per attempt. Um, it, they were almost identical. And what we saw was Justin Fields is progressively getting ba- better, just like Jalen Hurts did. They're starting to put weapons around him, and they're starting to find an offense that makes sense. I'm convinced. I think the last four games have done it for me. Like, I think you're finally seeing him unlocked. You're seeing them use an offense that makes sense. And I kind of think this is just what it's going to be the rest of the way. There'll be games that are better. He's going to have games where he throws for 200 yards. He's not going to rush for 178 yards every week. But I think 175 yards and 75 yards on the ground and having a pretty efficient offense is what we're going to see the rest of the way. I certainly hope so. I'm, I'm again, I'm still kind of waiting for this fallout. Like Chase Claypool, not sold. Uh, I mean, six targets in his debut with the team. We saw the most beautiful dropped pass in his pregame warmups that I think I've ever seen in my entire life. I'll give him some some credit. I mean, he got there probably what Wednesday and play. I'm that's, that's fine, but like I and don't. You know, think I'm not Chase, a big Claypool fan. So Chase Claypool does not qualify as putting weapons around Justin Fields. Like no, but it, the thing it, it that's going a, to make the thing that's going target. to make or break Justin Fields and separate him or continue him on a Jalen Hurts trajectory is what the Bears decide to do this offseason. Do they decide to make a splash play and make a move for a top end wide receiver like AJ Brown was? I think that that move, like similar to what the Dolphins did to elevate Tua, like get him an elite playmaker and see what he can do under those circumstances. But I don't know that we're going to see that 
happen. I don't know that I trust the Bears to do it. Uh, after all, they did send a second round pick for Chase Claypool. Um, I I would have preferred to hold on to that yeah. and maybe uh, send a, a little something extra next year for a, a better wide receiver. But again, I think that's going to be what makes or breaks the development of Justin Fields. I don't trust the Bears just yet to do it with the way that they've handled uh, this rebuild, quote unquote, so far. Um, but I love Justin Fields. I love the talent. I'm just, I'm cautiously skeptical. Uh, is that a phrase? Cautiously skeptical? Sure. Uh, yeah. I'm not. just a little bit more bullish because I think he's an elite talent playing behind a really bad offensive line that has, again, more injuries. I think they lost two starters from last week into this game. The, the Claypool connection, while I don't, I'm not a huge Claypool fan, I think it will get better. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm just in. What would you be willing to trade for Justin Fields right now in a super flex? Uh, let's say you're a win now team. Tua. Okay. <laughs> like straight up swap. Uh, yeah, I think I would. I would think I would. Um, okay, so if you're willing to send to a, who I think based on our previous questions, uh, we had ranked right around QB8. Yep. That means you have Justin Fields as QB7? Yeah, I, I, I think it's certainly in that tier. And I think depending on how your league values certain things, right, like passing stuff. Like I'm in some leagues that really the passing touchdowns are six and not four. Yeah. So those leagues are a little bit more – cater to standard, you know, what do I want to call pocket the passing quarterbacks. Those leagues I'm a little bit more likely to take somebody like Dak or Trevor Lawrence, but in standard four passing point touchdown leagues, I think I would take Fields as a top seven, eight quarterback. Okay. All yeah. Right. So we're in. Uh let's talk about some disappointments from Sunday because boy, there was a lot of them. Uh but before we do that, I'll tell you about Bet Online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for betting football in the start of the new basketball season, which Kate and I are in a fantasy basketball league together, which is a lot of fun, at least for me. How are you doing, Katie? You having fun? Two and oh, baby. I'm good. There you go. Uh, find, yeah. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth analysis on every game. And as always, Bet Online remains your continued source for all of your sports wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every single sport out there. It is the fastest and the easiest way to check in on all of your favorite games and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. All right, Kate, my question for you. Who do you think is the biggest dynasty loser coming out of Week 9? Oh, so this is like a lower tier name. Um, I, I have one name, but I do want to shout out Deontay Foreman first, uh, who came out, had been, you know, guns ablazing. Chuba Hubbard ruled out, had seven carries, 23 rushing yards nice. on the day. Uh, Raheem Blackshear just, uh, you know, did the thing with the touchdown. Yep. Uh, again, wasn't efficient. Five carries, 13 yards, like not great. But uh, the fact that, you know, we we had been so hyped on Deontay Foreman to step into a role uh, and and crush it. He certainly did not do that. But I, I think we're just seeing that this offense is going to be inconsistent across the board. Um, 
how about Clyde Edwards Alaire, who uh, had four total <laughs> carries, five rushing yards, uh, two fantasy points? Uh, <laughs> what do you make of Clyde Edwards Alaire? And is he worth literally anything in Dynasty no. Leagues? No, I think he's actually free to drop. Seriously. You I, cannot he, drop Clyde Edwards Lair in a dynasty league. Why? He is a former for like he is a former first round pick. He can absolutely like he looked great to start the season. Uh, he was getting work. I think you got to pump the brakes a little bit, Marcus. Through the first four weeks, he was averaging. Uh, let's see, uh, you know, like well, I guess it's not a lot of rushing yards, but five that, that, five yards per attempt but just isn't getting a lot of work. This is a running back by committee, but you cannot drop CEH. He's a former first round pick. They're going to do something with him, right? Like maybe he's traded uh, in the off season. Like there's, there's going to be some sort of movement. If this team is not invested in him, then I mean, I just don't, I, I'm not willing to throw out uh, the, what is it? Throw out the baby with the bathwater. Sure. That- it's just, the, the thing that's so interesting there is the former first-round pick because if he was a fourth-round pick, he would absolutely still be on your waivers right now, right? The draft capital is the only thing that makes us want to hold on to him. But, but the, we've, we've, we've seen, time seen time though, again, he can't produce. We, I mean, we have seen that he can produce 100% uh, in the past when given a decent workload. But, Marcus, like nobody's producing in this game. No. I, like Isaiah Pacheco last, uh, you know, started the last two games – Averaging 3.69 yards per carry. Like it totaled in his time as a starter, 13 total rushing attempts. This this team isn't invested in the run. And that's why, like, it's not as if they're trying to run the ball and are having a ton of success with other running backs. And that's the difference for me. But also, Marcus, you mentioned if he was a fourth round pick, we wouldn't be thinking about him. Well, that's the thing is that first round picks will continue to get the benefit of the doubt. And they will continue to see teams make a move. They will see teams uh, maybe have more faith in them than, you know, these third round picks, fourth round picks, even that will will toss away at the drop of a hat. I just I if you're going to drop Clyde Edwards Alaire in a dynasty league, like I don't know who you're picking up in place of him. I have no idea. I think I'd rather have Isaiah Pacheco going forward. But you can't drop. You do not. Everybody, do not drop. I will. I. I am. Do not drop. I'm. Pick I'm full Bandy. tilt right now. Uh. All right. <sighs> can I give you mine. Yeah. Malik Willis. Um. And Ugh. listen, we can talk about like what went wrong and stuff for the Titans. Like everything. Yes. The, <laughs> yes. The, the well, everything. Their defense played out of their minds. Uh, and Derrick Henry was awesome. But yes, the receivers aren't good. Uh, we're admitting that. Yes, they dropped passes, right? But Kate, he had 48 passing yards on the first play of the game on a tight end screen. And then the rest of the way, the rest of the way, he had nine net passing yards. Nine. What? Why I think this game was so rough for Willis is he had a chance over the last two weeks to make the Titans think about, okay, hey, after the season, do we move on from Tannehill? And give the reins to the you know to, to Willis and kind of start with him. After watching the last two games, there's absolutely no way the Titans can do that next year, right? They just can't. No. So if you are you're if you're going to have to wait another year 
for Willis to potentially get on the field and potentially give you some snaps. I mean, it, I don't want to say you're burning a roster spot, but you're almost burning a roster spot. I mean, in single quarterback leagues, 100% Willis should be on your waiver wire, period. Yep. Right um, next but, to Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Oh, my God. Okay, so, but maybe this is a moment where we look back at, I don't know, grossness of Ryan Tannehill. Like, I, like at this point, Marcus, it, Ryan Tannehill uh, into 2023 would still carry uh, almost $20 million in dead cap. That's why they're like, not getting rid of him, right? They're not getting rid of him. And like, if you need a, a guy in a super flex league that has occasional QB one potential, probably going to score as a QB two on any given week, but just put up a solid, like 16 to 20 points. That's probably Ryan Tannehill and he is dirt cheap, but yes, a hundred percent that is off the, uh, off the cuff of the struggles of Malik Willis. I, I don't know what would look any different, Marcus, if there was a decent wide receiver in the room. Like, I mean, they're they're not really throwing to anybody. They've got Austin Hooper, um, Hassan Haskins, Robert Woods, who uh, just two total targets on the day. Yep. It, like, yep. not a, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think a single wide receiver caught a ball. Correct for the Titans this week, and I do like. I mean, AJ Brown might, you know, might have made Malik Willis look a little bit more competent. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, well, here's Malik Willis' stats in his two starts. Are you ready? 11 for 26, 135 passing yards, zero touchdowns, one interception, six sacks, passer rating of 42. Yeah. And I mean, for as many uh, or as hot as he started, I can't even pronounce him. Uh, his name, this uh, tight end, Marcus, mm-hmm. can you help me out? Ch- Chig- uh, Chigawam, who we liked a little bit. Ozigwo. Chigawam. Ugz- See, I can't. Um, I'm so sorry. Chigawam. We call him Ugz- Chig. He's from Maryland. He's really good after the catch. Excellent. Well, yes, we saw that. We saw We saw that. 48-yard <laughs> uh, reception on Malik Willis's first pass attempt of the game. And Marcus, I mean, 48 yards. Keep that Okawanko in the back of your mind. That's how you say his last name. Excellent. Jake um, Well, Malik Willis finished with 48 total or 40. Oh my gosh. 80 total passing yards. His first pass went for 48. That just shows you how much this dude struggled. It's, yeah, it's, it's disappointing because I think uh, we. We were very hyped on Malik Willis and the potential. And it's not to there, say that his but, career's over or anything like that. But if you were anticipating the Titans potentially benching Ryan Tannehill as soon as like the end of this year or going into the 2023 as like the day one starter, that's just not happening. I'm just I'm just telling you right now. Yep. It, it, I, what's frustrating, and I know Mike Vrabel's got to be thinking this. If we have Ryan Tannehill, we win that game last night, right? And we we are right back to being the number one seed. And the AFC like they were last year, which is crazy. Um, yeah, it's a, a tough spot for Malik Willis. Anybody else that we, we need to mention before we head out? Um, I, I I think that kind of covers it, Marcus. Yeah. We're heading into Monday Aaron Night Rogers. Football. Oh, I mean, dead we, and buried. I yeah. just, like I, there's no there's no more uh, discussing Aaron Rodgers as a fantasy asset. Uh, maybe honestly, the takeaway from the Packers, Marcus, is that Alan Lazard just continues to find ways to get it done. 
could be one of the more underrated win now assets. Uh, I'll I'll send a second for Alan Lazard and feel gross about it, but enjoy the points. Uh, Colts just biggest loser. Mm. By the way, do you know we like in two weeks we get Steelers Colts on Sunday Night Football? The number thirty one, number thirty two offense in the NFL. I think I have plans that night. I, I I'm like ninety nine percent sure I have plans. Absolutely that. terrible. I mean, uh, the loser is Sam Ellinger. I yeah. I was I was very excited to see what uh, the kid with some wheels could do, but not he got sacked uh, nine times in this game, Kate. Yeah, I'd take Malik Willis over Sam Ellinger. I, mean, uh, I got one more awesome stat for you. Are you ready? I'm ready. He, he had 38 dropbacks in this game. Okay. And he had 43 net passing yards. Oh, zero touchdowns, one interception. Try again next year, Colts. Yeah, yeah. I, I think we need to see Nick Foles. Like, legitimately. Start Nick Foles. All right, that is it for today's show. Thank you for making Locked On Dynasty your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast, the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reaction, big game recaps, and the take of the day. Available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Matt and Ryan will be back on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Kate, you and I will be back on Friday to recap the big Thursday night football game. Do you know what game it is this week? Uh, it's not a good one, Marcus. Well, um, it's Panthers and Falcons. We just got that game like a week ago, and we get it again on Thursday I mean, night it's, football. It is an uber competitive uh, NFC South. So, I mean, maybe Baker Mayfield? Hey, maybe. Yeah. Mayfield against Marriott. Uh, so we'll follow the show at Locked On Dynasty on Twitter. Follow Kate at FFBallBlast. I am at Marcus underscore Mosher. Enjoy your week, and we'll see you guys right back here on Friday.